welcome to the University of Birmingham's Rise of the Research series. Each episode will feature two experts discussing areas of their research that relate to subjects explored in Disney's Star Wars movie franchise. This episode will feature experts from the Department of Marketing and they will be discussing Star Wars branding. Hello, I'm Dr. Caroline Moraes from the Department of Marketing here at the Birmingham Business School. And today we're going to be talking about Star Wars and the Star Wars brand. And I'm here today with Professor Finola Kerrigan, also from the Department of Marketing at the Birmingham Business School. And Finola is an expert in film studies and film marketing. And so I'm delighted to have her here today. So. Finola, welcome. Oh, thank you, Caroline. It's great to be here to talk about my favourite topics, which are film and branding. So thanks for doing this today. So, um, I mean, we could argue that Star Wars and the Star Wars franchise has been extremely successful over the past 42 years. And we could actually suggest that that's because they have managed to develop a really strong brand. So if we could start by kind of uh, talking about what are the core branding elements of the Star Wars franchise? Yeah, I think um, it was a surprise to everyone involved that they did develop that really strong brand. And I think that um, for a lot of other brands where they start really intentionally trying to build a brand, looking at Star Wars is a great is a great uh, example, because like you say, now when we associate the Star Wars brand, we think about the music and the kind of audio brand and we see the characters, we see the stormtroopers, we see Wookiees. So it has a really strong visual brand, but also the characters have become brand Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, etc., um, Princess Leia. And that's become kind of part of everyone's everyday language. So only yesterday, my husband said to his sister, oh, look, you're wearing your Princess Leia hairstyle. So it's kind of really become integrated into everyday life. And then we have the people. So I did a paper uh, a number of years ago with my colleague Dara O'Reilly from University of Sheffield uh, on the film marketing brandscape. And we broke the brand into all of the different elements of the brand. And people were a big part of that. So not just the star, like film stars, but the obviously George Lucas as the creator of the brand um, and other people who've been associated. So uh, so it's been a really important kind of evolution of branding. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons it's sustained is because one of the kind of core elements of financing a brand is the merchandise. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when uh, George Lucas made his third film, which was Star Wars, uh, he wasn't thinking of making a huge franchise that would go on and, you know, be uh, commercially successful. And as usual, you sell the rights to the film to the distributor. So they did that. And they but they retained the right to the, the merchandise. Mm-hmm. And so they just produced figurines and different kind so of the brand toys. Is extended to yeah. different sorts of. Um, and that was, you know, it was so kind of last minute that they couldn't get one of the big toy companies. <laughs> so they had to get a small company in Chicago mm-hmm. and they made the toys. They were quite surprised about how much they sold. And because of the money they earned, they were able to go on and make another film. So that shows kind of the power of the brand to really go into all different areas. So from film to toy to whatever. Okay. Great. Um, And why are they so powerful? I mean, one of the things that we could argue is that Star Wars is great at engaging emotionally with people and, you know, with people of all ages, really, from young children to to, um, adults. And as we know, we we know many adults (laughs) that are really big fans of of Star Wars. So uh, why are they so powerful at engaging people emotionally with Star Wars? Yeah, I think um, 
it's the whole experience of the film. So when you watch the film, it's quite powerful in terms of visually the music and the storytelling. And so you look at how the storytelling has evolved over time. It really connects with kind of anxieties that we have in society over time. Mm. And so another paper that I've done more <laughs> recently um, with uh, Dara Riley again and Chloe Priest from Royal Holloway, where we looked at the James Bond uh, franchise, what we saw was that they kept up with current affairs. And so you can see the same thing going on with Star Wars, even though it's set, it's science fiction. The kind of storytelling is very much connected to our own anxieties. So that's in the film. But then outside the film, so what happens with these franchises is they only come and go, you know, every few years. And sometimes it's a bit longer pause between films. And so the need to keep us engaged as fans um, is rested with all these other things. So the way they've extended their brand to have uh, the figurines. So, you know, mm. grown men and yes, women yes, will absolutely. be playing with their lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that kind of like emotional reconnection with the brand is possible because we have all of these spin out things that happen. We have events that fans can engage with where they can kind of celebrate with other fans. Uh, and that keeps us emotionally reengaged all the time and reminds us why this brand's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you, you've started to talk a little bit about the fans, right? So how important are the fans and, and what are the implications for the brand? Yeah, I mean, here the fans are huge because <laughs> uh, like we see the fandom demonstrated whenever there's a film, people dress up, they have event screenings. It's a huge kind of deal. And what what's kind of interesting in terms of my research as it's evolved over the past couple of decades is when I was doing my PhD, I used to joke that I didn't look at fans or consumers, as we call them in marketing, um, because nobody cared about them. And people thought that I was kind of joking, but I wasn't joking. You know, when I was interviewing people in the film industry, they weren't really thinking about most of them were not really thinking about the ultimate person who's going to watch their film. And that's maybe why, why might that be? So sometimes it's because you make one film on a topic and then you move on to a different topic and you don't necessarily assume that the audience for that film is the same, particularly if you want to experiment and make different films in different genres. So is it about like creative integrity? So there, Yeah, so there's some of that creative integrity and not being driven by an idea of what, let's say, the market wants or whatever. There's part of that. But the other part is the way the film industry is structured. So you as a filmmaker, an independent filmmaker outside a kind of studio system, you've no connection to the audience, right? So your, your your audience are other people in the film industry. So I've got this idea, I need finance for the film, I need someone to fund it, I need someone to agree to distribute it, I need to sell it to TV channels or other kind of, you know, now Netflix, whatever. Um, and so you're, you're busy making your film and so you don't think about that and that means you're quite far from the audience. But now, because of social media, we can be connected. You can, as a filmmaker sitting in your room developing your film script, you can go on Twitter or go on Instagram, understand what people are interested in. And so here, the Star Wars fans are a great example of that. So with the fan-created content that they make, you can see what kind of films they like, what kind of stories they like, what kind of music they like, and that can all kind of feed into future storytelling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, there's the... um that's growing at the moment, isn't it? The, the fans sort of um, creating content with the film on social media. And what implications does that have for the brand? Yeah, so 
kind of some of the early stuff was seen as attacking the brand. So particularly, and I, you know, anyone who publishes anything to do with film knows how closely studios protect their their content. So if you want to use a an image from a film, you have to pay a lot of money and that's, you know, it frustrates all of us who do research in this area and people who make films and, and so on. So so there's this kind of first reaction. That's my brand. Protect my brand. And you've got a legal right. Lose control. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to lose control. You've got a, a legal right. That's fine. But what we saw with the kind of Harry Potter franchise is that they started kind of suing people and then they realised that these are our fans. You know, these are not attacking our brand. This is only kind of helping. Yeah, exactly, helping us build a brand. And we, in marketing, we know this is all about co-creation of value and that we don't, as a brand, you know, if Star Wars ended with the filmmakers and then they marketed the film to an audience and that was it, there would be no Star Wars. It's all about how people respond, how they create their own reality stories. So, um... So that's it's a really good demonstration of how brands in any area they can't control. All they can do is work with kind of people who are supporters of the brand. Absolutely. Okay. And what about what about heroes and villains and their yeah. journeys? And <laughs> how do they contribute to the success of yeah. the Star Wars brand? Well, obviously within the story it's central, right? But uh, you know, for us marketing professors, <laughs> uh, we're interested in what happens outside the story. And it's really interesting to see how that's mimicked outside the story. So, you know, George Lucas, he was a member of the new Hollywood. They were the Mavericks, the kind of rule breakers in, in Hollywood. And so other names are Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola. And, you know, we know that they went on to make great films that people really value. And so he was trying to do something different. And so he really, he was friends or, well, friends with, he has talked about Joseph Campbell being a mentor and Joseph Campbell talked about the hero's journey. And we can think of Lucas as a hero voyaging out into this world in the film industry where at that time, very similar to now, if you weren't on the inside, it was hard to get work made. So there was a group of people breaking rules and doing interesting things. So there's the Lucas hero And then what we see is, you know, as kind of time went on and he made the uh, Indiana Jones films after making two Star Wars films. And uh, then his first collaboration broke down. So the person he'd made Star Wars with thought that he was becoming too interested in the kind of adventure and not as much in the storytelling. And so they parted ways. So then there's a kind of villain. Who's the hero? Who's the villain? I don't know. It depends what side you're on. And then we go forward, blah, blah, blah. People think... Um, that Lucas, some people think he let down Star Wars, that he drifted too far from, you know, what the origins were. And other people feel like he was trying to defend it. And then we've got Disney, you know, coming in and buying Lucasfilm. So the story is that George Lucas wanted to retire. um, And then Disney said, great, we'll, you know, we'll buy Lucasfilm. And he was given shares and became a big shareholder. But then there's stories about him being kind of ousted or was he ousted? And so so the the kind of goodies and baddies uh, have kind of continued on. Okay, um, And um, 
so so you've kind of started to to talk about what happens behind the scenes if you will um how how has this contributed to to building the brand then in the case of star wars so good brands need um enemies <laughs> so that's how like the best brands are sports teams because you've got natural enemy and you know and then what you do is you all amass your kind of stormtroopers and uh, and trying to defend the brand and i think that's the case so what we see is each time We've got a new iteration of Star Wars. There are people who will say, oh, it's a betrayal of the original or no, it's great. I understand the logic. And so that kind of discussion gets people re-engaging with the brand and thinking about, you know, what they value. Um, And what's next. And what's next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were to sum it all up, then what could we learn from their branding strategy generally? Uh, One, you've no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. And I think that's really important. So... So what they did was they made a great product, if you like, right? So they made a film, they believed in that film, there was a reason behind that film. And then because people responded positively to it, they realized that there was life in it. And so I think that's a really important lesson for others. So not to second guess the market too much, but to develop things. And this has become a little bit unfashionable in marketing, this idea that we're product focused. So if you make something that makes life better for people, and I'd argue that a good film makes life much better for people, <laughs> um, that, that, that that's brilliant. And But you do have to market it. So what you have to do is you have to find the audience, you have to help them co- connect with it. Um, and then once you see that people are on board with it, then you can help them engage with it in different ways. So what they did was they fi- they extended their brand. I mean, they've extended their brand and extended their brand and extended their brand. So... That was two things. One, financially sustaining the brand, right? So the sale of all the tea towels and books and mugs and whatever uh, helped to make future films. But also it reminds people of the film. It reminds them of their fandom and not at a kind of crass commercial level. But, you know, we all know those people who seeing Star Wars in the cinema when it first came out was a huge, exciting moment for them as a child. And just looking at some Star Wars merchandise kind of brings them back to that feeling again. So it does have a kind of strong emotional connection. So brands that make life better are really important. Brands that don't do anything for us are, you know, they can easily be forgotten. But I guess the other thing is, how do you how do you sustain a brand over time? Because, I mean, when we looked at James Bond, we saw that close stewardship was really important. So somebody taking care of what is what does this brand stand for? And in Star Wars, we've seen a, you know, a kind of transfer. So Kathleen Kennedy was involved uh, with Lucasfilm for a long time. She continued after Disney. J.J. Uh, Abrams came in. So but there's been a lot of kind of controversy about the true origins of the brand, whether people are are really kind of living up to that. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that transfers to other sectors as well or just films? Yeah, definitely. And as a researcher who looks at the arts, one thing that I've been frustrated at is this idea that art can learn from mainstream business, whereas I think mainstream business needs to learn from art because the central product is generally quite meaningful. I mean, we've got this whole fight between Steven Spielberg and Netflix and kind of the old guard of filmmakers and um, uh, and also the superhero films and whether they're real films and, you know, and it's a, it's a little bit boring because they're all stories that help people engage and so on. But essentially what you've got are people who are deeply committed to telling stories that are interesting and 
I don't know, either feel make them feel more visible or help them through difficult times, make them laugh, excite them, whatever. Um, and the marketing of that is to share that with lots of people. So I think in business in general, if we had more of that idea that, you know, this can fundamentally make life better for people, then that would be fantastic. But also understanding the importance of the fans or who we would think of in mainstream business as consumers in terms in the story in creating the story storytelling storytelling, developing the story and respecting the fact that they might do different things with your product than you had anticipated so Finola, i'm really interested in responsibility issues in marketing consumption as you know yes um so i'm wondering i mean we've talked a lot about the positive aspects of how the brand has sort of extended itself and and franchised out and and developed into all this merchandising and so on are there any negative aspects if you will or negative sides to to uh, all that merchandising being sold or the, the, the kinds of um, ways in which the brand is engaging with consumers? Yeah, I mean, I think anything <coughs> that puts pressure on parents to buy a lot of things for their kids. So if you look at Lego, Lego is a great toy. It was my favorite toy as a child. Um, but if we look at the Lego Star Wars kind of uh, collaboration, it's very expensive, right? So if you have a child and they're a fanatic about Star Wars and it's coming up to Christmas or whatever, it's likely they'll want a toy like that and they're they're very expensive and also as you you know you're you're really interested in sustainability creates a lot of waste and um so i think that that uh over consumption over focus on consumer society is a negative side so what yeah the pestering power of children so on the one hand it's it's very nice so if you have a an object that gives you good memories that's brilliant Um, but on the other hand, you don't need maybe 10,000 objects. Mm. And so there is that. There's also, we saw in our James Bond research, the level of collection that people go to. So people building extensions on their houses, buying new houses to house their collection. And I've no doubt that that's the same for Star Wars, that there are people who have uh, their their collection has grown their house. So it might start when we're children, it's given as a gift. Um, but it, it that level of, of spending is ethically concerning okay yeah, thanks Finola. it's been a pleasure to speak to you about star wars and the star wars branding yeah so thanks for coming and talking about this today i always like a chance to talk about my research and uh, which is on arts and branding um and so here at the birmingham business school department of marketing we have a lot of researchers who do work in this area and my if you want more about my research you can find it on my webpage My research is about responsibility issues in marketing consumption and you can find out more about uh, my own research uh, uh, by visiting my profile here at the Birmingham Business School. Thank you for listening. For more information on the University of Birmingham's research, please visit www.birmingham.ac.uk forward slash research.